Hey guys, this podcast is brought to you by Metalita. Metalita is the only company that I trust when it comes to scrubs or white coats or jackets because I know that they are putting the absolute best quality materials into their products and that they are fully committed to people in healthcare because this is a company that is founded by a female PAC, someone who has worked in the emergency room settings and knows healthcare. And you know what? Their products are absolutely amazing. They fit great. If you want to try on some scrubs or you want to gift somebody a custom embroidered set of white coats or jackets or whatever it may be, you can go to metalita.com and you can get 20% off using the discount code BEYONDMEDICINE20 at checkout. Once again, it's BEYONDMEDICINE20. What's up, guys? I have Bada El Sabal with me. She is a longtime friend of mine and she is the co founder of Healthy Happy Us. I've had the good fortune of watching Bada and her co founders start Healthy Happy Us really from square one when you guys first started about four or five years ago. And it's been really interesting to see how you've grown and uh, really just to see your passion for what you're doing and really your consistency. It's very inspiring. So I'm going to give you a chance, Bharat, to give an introduction about yourself and tell our audience a little bit about what you're doing. First off, it's amazing to be on this podcast, and I've also seen this podcast grow, and it's amazing in seeing how many people uh, get to connect and share the input that they have is something that's really awesome. Um, so I'm a registered dietitian. I'm a certified personal trainer and certified sports nutritionist. And I started Healthy Happy Us around three to four years ago with my co- like the co-founders, which are also my colleagues from university. Um, we started it just with the idea of helping people uh, find a healthier lifestyle in a way that's more interesting than the regular diet or the old, uh, boring um, like health like concept or mindset that people usually have when it comes down to healthy eating or mm-hmm. just enjoying a healthy lifestyle. And it all just started on social media, Instagram, just sharing a lot of information. And then that grew into a beautiful business um, and concept of nutrition and exercise center in Beirut in Lebanon. Um, and now it's growing more into online and uh, providing people with programs and information um, through our website and all of that. So Amazing. Yeah. And what's really interesting is that you each, each one of you co-founders have a specific niche that you like to focus on as well. Your oh, yeah. niche, your niche specifically being sports exercise and sports nutrition. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm all about fitness and exercise, nutri- like sports nutrition, and I absolutely love that. Um, and our two other, my two other partners are also into different um, aspects of nutrition as well. Amazing. And so I guess the 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 topic that we're going to be focusing on is helping our audience find you know, finding the right diet for them. I don't want to say diet. finding the right lifestyle or the right food choices for them individually, because there's a lot of fads right now. There's a lot of, you know, like talk on paleo, on keto, on intermittent fasting, all these um, lifestyles that you can take up and are good diets, you know, and Uh some of them have benefits. But what I'm finding is that a lot of people are confused 
And a lot of people don't know specifically what they should be doing or should be eating to live a healthy life or people trying to lose weight for whatever reason. And, you know, I guess there's a lot of confusion about that. And I really want you to relate to our audience how they can, Mm -hmm. you know, figure out the steps that they need to take to figure out the right choices or the right lifestyle for them based on foods and exercise and things like that. For sure. This is something that goes on with literally most of the clients that come into our clinic on a daily basis. And it's funny, sometimes when they come in, it's like they know everything that has to do with nutrition and they know about all the different diets and they've visited uh, so many different dietitians and they've tried to find so many different solutions. Um, and it just, and they're still in, in square one. They're just, they're not moving forward. And this is because they're not necessarily finding something that works for them. So sometimes when people go to certain dietitians, they just give them this pamphlet and they're like, okay, so you need to do this and this and this. And it doesn't necessarily take into consideration this person's lifestyle. So for me, it's always very important to make sure that this works for you. So um, do you wake up at 8 a.m. or do you wake up at 12 p.m.? So what is your lifestyle like? Do you like to exercise? Do you not like to exercise? Do you meal prep or not? You don't have to meal. I mean, meal prepping is considered something that's very healthy and it makes everything easier. But I mean, if your lifestyle is not, you know, you can't do that, then we have to find a different solution rather than forcing you to do this. So For example, if you have a friend that recently told you intermittent fasting is working wonders on me and it's working perfectly and you should try it. It's amazing. You have to fast for these eight hours or you have to eat during these eight hours um, and you should try it. And this wouldn't necessarily work for you because you have certain night shifts or um, your, your schedule is just different. So this wouldn't mean that intermittent fasting is a bad diet, but it also wouldn't mean that intermittent fasting is a diet for everyone. So the point here is to always communicate and assess what is the thing that you need? What is it that makes your lifestyle easier? And what is it that you enjoy? Because other than the fact that some things just don't work for you, um, you have to find the things that you enjoy because this is not supposed to be a diet. You're not supposed to ever be on a diet that's very um, short or temporary or a quick fix. You're supposed to really do something that you're able to maintain for a long time because we're all humans. We all go out, we all party, we all have birthdays, (laughs) we all have things that we um, need to do and that we need to enjoy as well. So if you're always on a very strict diet or something that's very specific and doesn't work for you, then this will definitely uh, not work on the long term. And you will find yourself uh, trying all sorts of diets and yo-yo dieting, which ends up making it so much more difficult for you to lose weight. So it's always important to talk to someone to get the support that you need, to assess the problem, and then to help fix that specific problem. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does, actually. So for someone like myself, you know, mm-hmm. working, I'm doing my residency right now, so I'm very, very busy. So I've had mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, like I can't cook every single day because mm-hmm. sometimes I just don't have enough time to do that. So I've had to figure out solutions based on my lifestyle yeah. And one part of that has been meal prepping, even though I'm not awesome. exactly I'm not exactly as consistent with it as I want to be. But that okay. has been a good way for me to eat better because I can make all of my food on Sunday and it'll last me, you know, three or four days That's usually. Perfect. Yeah. And so I love what you said about that and, you know, finding that specific lifestyle for individuals. 
I guess I'm wondering, so for people who are looking to change their lifestyle, mm-hmm. what are what are the things you assess primarily um, in a person's lifestyle? Just like a couple mm-hmm. examples. So there's always a history. So every person has a, a ton of things that they've been through, a ton of things that they've tried before. Um, so it's always like, what are the diets that you've been on? What are the things that have worked for you? Because again, what works for someone does not necessarily work for someone else. So for example, there are some clients that come and they say, uh, I've tried this really low carb diet and it was terrible. I just couldn't focus. I was tired. I was angry. I was this. So I just know that this person really needs a well-balanced diet and he would not work on a low carb diet. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone else would come in and they're like, I really, um, I, my body really reacts very well to a low carb diet and I feel good. And I feel like some carbs bloat me, for example, or, or I feel a certain way. So it's always important to take into consideration someone's food history as well as exercise history. So that's step one. Uh, step two, to take into consideration, again, what their lifestyle is like. So what time do you wake up? What time do you sleep? Uh, can you meal prep? What are your, like, what's your previous experience with cooking? Is this something that you can do? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all things that we need to take into consideration before uh, going ahead and, you know, prescribing a diet or just yeah. telling someone what to do. I'm just curious, what's your what's your lifestyle like as far as uh, food? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I really enjoy uh, my lifestyle and I really enjoy what, like how I'm able to organize uh, my food and it gives me a lot of joy. Um, so I usually wake up, I have, um, uh, I usually read in the morning. It's part of my like process of like starting my day on a positive note. And then I go ahead and I prepare my breakfast and that's usually something with Uh, yogurt with a nut butter, um, with some nuts, with some fruits, uh, seeds. So it's something that has a lot of nutrients. Um, and you can find all my yogurt bowls on my Instagram feed. Um, my, also my highlight. Mm -hmm. Um, and then usually afterwards, that's when I train about an hour, an hour and a half later, uh, of course I don't skip my coffee. I need to have my coffee in the morning. And then, <laughs> and then after gym, there's always either a snack um, or it's lunchtime. So it's always really balanced. And I always make sure to have a lot of veggies for lunch because uh, they really fill me up and they taste really great. And it's just making sure you have that right marination of like the perfect spices and the olive oil and all that good stuff because it makes a difference. If your veggies mm-hmm. taste good, then you're going to stick to this. If they taste bland and they're steamed and God knows what, like you're just not going to stick to that. Yeah. And then, of course, there's always um, protein and then there's a healthy carb. Uh, so it's like sweet potato or quinoa or brown rice um, or whole grain bread. So whatever it is, I just make sure there's something that's good. And in the afternoon, I usually go for something with my coffee, like an energy ball or something that I made at home for the week. And then at night, it's usually like a relatively um, light dinner. So it's either like a nut butter with something or a yogurt bowl or something like that, something that's relatively light. And then if I'm out for dinner, then I just also go for a salad or something that's grilled. Um, and then if there are just a few unhealthy bites on the table that are there, I do, um, enjoy them. And I do take a bite if I do. You do indulge in the cheesecake once in a while. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Of course I do. Okay, good. You're human. You're not a robot. (laughs) Yes. No, for sure. I was just in Turkey actually. And I had, I couldn't, I couldn't leave the country without having, um, their Turkish ice cream. So it's important to balance, you know? Awesome. (laughs) So for the, for our audience that don't know it, you're, 
you started Healthy Happy Us in Lebanon, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you were that's where uh, the three of you really started. And now you cut, yes. you are each in different countries as far as 100%. Yeah, and so you're doing all of this collaboration online and mm-hmm. um, you know, helping your patients each locally from your destinations. Yes. Which is cool. I might want to get into this later with you about how mm-hmm. all that works, but I want to stay mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to keep it about finding what's right. Okay. Um, but interestingly, mm-hmm. in Lebanon, you know, people think that in the Mediterranean, we all follow and there's a lot of uh, talk about the Mediterranean diet being yeah, very yeah. healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, me being from Lebanon and being from a Lebanese community, we all know yeah. that there is that is not always true <laughs> <laughs> because we have yeah. a lot of rice, we have a lot of uh, carbs, bread, and although it can be a healthy diet, you know, Mediterranean, that's not mm. always the case in Lebanon because people... And food is a lifestyle over there. Oh, yeah. Food is like a huge part of life in a good way. It's a bit different than here in America. Yeah. Because over there, yeah. when you go out to eat, it's like you're enjoying, you're partying, you're celebrating. It's uh, like a four hour lunch. Yes. Like- <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's one of the great experiences about food. But how do you do that and still be healthy? Yeah. So it's definitely challenging, and you just have to. You have to be convinced and you have to know what you want out of um, your your outing, for example. Um, this is something that a lot of our patients and clients also suffer from. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm going out and I'm going to do this. How am I going to be able to manage this sort of outing? And it's always just trying to keep in mind what you're eating. So um, I always try to make sure there's a lot of protein. So in this case, it's, uh, let's say, a barbecue. So there's chicken or there's beef. Um, so there's always that. And then you need to always have your source of fat and legumes. So there's hummus, which is a great one because it has the legume and it has the tahini, which has the source of fat. And then there's always a lot of veggies included. So there's always the fatouche, um, uh, the salad, the roca. God bless so fatouche. Yeah. <laughs> So there's always that. you got to make sure you're getting a ton of it. Um, and then for the carbs, just try to not go overboard with the bread or the fries um, or anything that's fried that's on the table. So it's just having whole grain bread is a like good thing to have on the table. If it's not there, it's not a big deal. You can just enjoy a regular piece of white bread. Um, but it's always just not going overboard with the amount of foods that you do end up eating. So if there's something that's fried sambusik or anything that's uh, fried, just try to avoid that or just have one bite, for example, and then try to load up on everything else that's grilled, uh, everything else that has a lot of colors of veggies um, and all of that, that helps um, a lot, just keeping things in perspective mm-hmm. uh, rather than just going super, uh, super excited and like overboard with uh, eating. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, ordering a salad for me, <laughs> starting off with a salad, making one good decision in the beginning also seems to help a little bit when I'm yeah. out with friends or things like that. Yeah, definitely it does. Because um, salads do fill up a certain part of your stomach. So especially if you're someone who listens to your body and are able to get the cue of being full or hungry. Um, so then when you can tell that you're full at this point, then you don't continue eating. This definitely does mm-hmm. uh, help. So this is really interesting about you. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that you're a lot of registered dietitians or nutritionists or people in mm-hmm. you know, the health space uh, really push 
plant-based diets or vegan diets mm-hmm. or things like that. And I noticed, you know, you do recommend me in moder- moderation. I'm moderation, assuming. yeah. Um, so for me personally, I also am a believer in that. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily believe, I hope no vegans attack me for this, but I know <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that we have to cut out meat completely from our diets. Oh, no. yeah. And um, can you talk a little bit about that and why you do recommend? Sure. Yeah. So it's always up to the person. There are so many different reasons that people do choose to be vegan or vegetarian. Exactly, so yes. whatever the reason that they do choose, I respect that. And yes, 100%. For some people that do, my clients, I do have a lot that are vegetarian or vegan and I do support that lifestyle and I do provide them with the meal plans that they need to uh, keep on eating healthy. But you're Um, not making it, you're not making it a requirement. Which no, is, of yeah. course not. Okay. So meat and chicken and fish um, all have such important uh, nutrients in them. And a lot of them, you can't actually find them in a vegetarian diet. So there's vitamin B12, there's a lot of iron, there's there's so many different vitamins and minerals that are there that aren't found in a vegetarian source of life, uh, sort of lifestyle. So in that case, I don't find any harm. And I do think there's a lot of benefits to eating Uh, red meat as well as lean meats like chicken and fish. Um, But at the same time, the problem with red meat usually is that there's a lot of saturated fats uh, that come with it, which end up leading to weight gain and cholesterol and all of that. So this is when moderation is important. But at the same time, having fish and omega-3 is so essential. And and so omega-3 is an essential source of fat that's only found in fish. Uh, So that's why it's important to keep on eating that. Um, and just, you know, you can enjoy uh, like uh, a meatless Monday. So you can enjoy a vegetarian day in your week. But throughout the week, there's absolutely no harm in going for meat, chicken or fish. Mm-hmm. The other concern that usually comes with it is that meat, chicken and fish all have, well, meat and chicken more so, um, have hormones or uh, things like that, like when they're being bred. In the process and being exactly. processed as well. Exactly. Processed meats, I mean, I think should be avoided completely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. That's, yeah, that's completely different. So processed meats like bologna, like turkey, like all of that definitely should be avoided because there's a lot of chemicals in the process of doing that. But before, um, before that process, there's always the talk of hormones and the feed that's given to uh, the meat, uh, the, whether it's a cow, beef, whatever it is, um, that can affect us as humans after we consume it. The thing is that we can't control everything that we eat. I mean, if we're even going to go for a vegetarian source of lifestyle, I mean, there are pesticides, there are chemicals. We can't all be eating organic foods all the time because that's not a sustainable source of lifestyle, you know, especially for the average person living in the city. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's not something that you can do. So it's just a balance and just taking it easy on yourself. I mean, we can't all just do everything perfectly. And at the end of the day, their science is always emerging. So God knows when they'll say that this is, you know, we're not really affected by this and this is fine. And, you know, we've always learned when we were in university days, actually, that canola oil was the healthy um, sort of oil. And this is what you should cook with. And then all of a sudden, a few years later, there's all these studies that say canola oil is terrible, for example. So it's always just taking everything with a grain of salt and just taking it easy um, and trying to find a balance between it. I love that you brought that up because that's been one of my biggest frustrations 
Mm-hmm. And that was actually what we were going to be talking about beforehand. But we... Oils? Uh, <laughs> uh, just the confusion of... Yeah. Of, you know, like the, this it's this ongoing debate of a new art, research article coming out and saying mm-hmm. something is good for you. And then a couple mm-hmm. months later or years later, it's bad yeah. for you. It's, it's frustrating because... Number one, studies can be done in various different ways. You can get different mm-hmm. results. You can get confounding. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that go into research. Let's take red meat, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of studies linking red meat to uh, colon cancer. That's mm-hmm. kind of the big thing that we hear about. Mm-hmm. But there are studies that come out later on. No, red meat is good for you because it does this and it does that and it does this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then... There's got to be, there's got to be some confounding factors, and when I mean by confounding factors, it's that, that, that like when a study comes out that there's there's mm-hmm. other things uh, playing a role, accounting for a certain result that may not have been accounted for in the research. So mm-hmm. there's, I like that you said take things with a grain of salt, but we also also should use research to guide us in oh, our yeah. in our decisions. Yeah. So really, the real answer is, you know, what the heck should we eat? The answer is, you know, I guess eat what you like in moderation, you know, things like meat, mm-hmm. red meats and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, other sources of protein. And, you know, yeah. you can never go wrong with vegetables and you can For never sure. go wrong with fruits, you know, things that god put into the earth and created for us to naturally consume if it's got a wrapper on it it's probably not good my my biggest rule Mm -hmm. is if it was food if it wasn't food 100 years ago it's probably garbage probably yeah (laughs) yeah definitely with all the genetically modified creations nowadays so uh i i do like i do like that um what you said about like the whole moderation um, and as long as it's from the earth, it's good. It's true. Um, so yeah, it's just not being too hard on yourself, which by the way, a lot of the clients that do come to me are very hard on themselves and they're always trying to find the perfect answer. And it's just, it's never there. And it's just, this is, this is why nutrition is nutrition. And I actually really enjoy that because there's always something new. There's always something new to learn. Um, and it's just learning to accept that life is just, it's not like, it's not black and white. Um, there's a lot of gray there and Mm -hmm. it's just learning how to go, uh, to go around that and to make it work for yourself. And at the end of the day, what's most important is for that person to feel good Mm-hmm. Um, and to feel good with eating what you're eating and the way you're exercising, if you're too tired or you're down or, uh, your body is aching or you're having digestive problems or you're not sleeping at night, then there's something there that we got to fix. Yes. But if you're feeling good, if you're energetic, if you're, uh, able to focus, if you're sleeping well, if your digestive system is working properly, then that's great. And that's what healthy is. And if you're not stressed out and all of that. Um, so at the end of the day, it's important to do that. And it's not necessarily just finding the answer to canola oil or to olive oil or to whatever it is, even though olive oil is just, you got the answer to balance. Yes. <laughs> but um, it's not, you don't have to always keep searching for it. It's yeah. just being okay with how things are and just making it work for yourself. Definitely. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into the podcast. We're going to just take a second to talk about this great promotion from our sponsor, Metalita. They know what it's like to have a hectic schedule and not very much free time. That is why they are offering a free at-home try-on. 
So if you're not 100% sure of your size or your style, you can easily order multiple things from their website at metalita.com. You can try them on at the comfort of your own home. You can keep what you like, return what you don't like, or if you want something embroidered, you can have it sent back to get it embroidered. This is all done with shipping covered by Metalita, and this is 100% risk-free. You can also get an additional 20% off by using the discount code BEYONDMEDICINE20. Now, back to the episode. Um, So, I guess I'm wondering about this a little bit, because a lot of people have guilt associated with not following up with their diets or being consistent enough. How do you how do you deal with that with your patients and how do you kind of help them through that? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it is very difficult for so many people uh, to eat a piece of cake when they're dieting and uh, then the next day feeling like you know uh, terrible or so so there's two two ends of the spectrum here. There are those people that end up not eating anything the day after and like punishing themselves for eating that piece of cake. And then there are the other um, group of people that end up eating everything else that they've got in the fridge because they already ate. They say, "Eff I already yeah. ate this. I yeah. might as well eat another might tub of well, ice cream." Right? Exactly. And then the next day, it's the same thing. And then it's like, oh, I'll start again on Monday. I'll start again next Monday. But for me, it's important for people to understand that it is just one thing. You ate it. What's important is you enjoyed it. Like, don't eat it while you're feeling guilty. I always, always tell people to eat mindfully, to be aware of what you're doing. So if I offered you a piece of cake right now and you're really busy, maybe you should put that down and like wait for a time where you can actually sit down and enjoy that piece of cake. Mm. Um, because, I mean, there are, they, it's probably delicious. It's something you probably wanted. And it's just moving on afterwards with just regular eating. Just yeah. go back to what you were eating before. Go back to eating healthy um, and go back to, like, your regular lifestyle. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, an all or nothing uh, sort of lifestyle. So it always has to be really balanced and not to feel guilty. It's really important not to feel guilty and always eat something because you want to rather than feeling pressured or forced because you're at a party or what someone offered it to you. So if you want to eat that piece of cake, eat it. If you don't <laughs> want to eat it, don't, you know, just, it's important to just do you and to just um, be convinced with what you're doing. It makes a huge difference. But you're saying that if we do choose to eat that piece of cake, we should sit down, mm-hmm. be mindful about it enjoy it savor it not just eat it on the go on our way to work just to eat it Uh, mindlessly right oh my god yes this this is a game changer by the way because sometimes it's like oh i want a piece of chocolate let's say so you have this piece of chocolate and you didn't notice that you ate it you know because you were watching tv and so what can really change your life and this is sitting down um there's so many different things, by the way, if you look up mindful eating, like what are the things you can do? You can close your eyes, you can smell it, you can taste, you can touch it. So you can really get into that aspect um, of like mindfulness. And when you eat it, to savor it, to enjoy it, to be mindful. Um, otherwise, you're going to keep going for a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth um, until you just feel awful. Uh, so it's just being mindful makes a huge difference. Yeah. What's really interesting. So one of my, I, I love Deepak Chopra. If any of you have not read his books, I highly recommend him. So he was on an episode with Oprah in 1993. This is an old, old episode. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about the way our mindfulness and our um, awareness of what we're eating, how that actually affects our metabolism. 
mm-hmm. and how you know when we digest our food, the hormones that are released, um, you know, during our state of being when we're actually enjoying our food, uh, actually affects the way the food is broken down. And so he says you should never eat with people who stress you out or who you don't like. Ah, and yes. <laughs> and he also says so he he bring there's this study that was done on rabbits. There was a group of four mm-hmm. rabbits. They were mm-hmm. all fed um, a, pellets that were meant mm-hmm. to increase their cholesterol levels. So what was supposed to happen was all four groups of the rabbits were supposed mm-hmm. to have increased levels of cholesterol in their blood. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening was three of the groups of rabbits had high cholesterol levels as expected. One of the groups, uh, one of the groups of the rabbits had a normal level of cholesterol despite eating the foods that they, the pellets of high cholesterol they, they were given every single time. So at the end of the study, they were trying to figure out why. And why? the reasoning was because the person who was feeding the rabbits at the time was actually taking the rabbits out of the cage that they were in. He was holding them, he was petting them, and he, oh, was, feeding so the, he was feeding them out of, the, out of his hands. Oh, yeah. And so he made that connection that, you know, mm. the state of being of the rabbits at that time, you know, because they were feeling, you know, they felt good and loved and they were mm-hmm. being, you know, pet. And while nice they were eating time. it, it affected, uh, you know, the conversion of that cholesterol yeah. and uh, that. the metabolism of that. I thought that was interesting and I was a bit skeptical. I was like, no way until I looked it up and I was like, wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that because, you know, the mm-hmm. way that you feel when you're eating is probably, we never talk about that and it's kind of yeah. like existential and out there, but yeah, I do think that's For a sure. big part of lifestyle. It, it is. It's a huge part because there is that hormone cortisol that we can't avoid and it does exist. And it's usually increased when you're in a state of stress or when you're unhappy or when things are just chaotic. Um, and that usually increases your fat storage and it increases um, and it decreases your metabolism. So when you're more relaxed and you're enjoying your time and you're in a good mood and you're eating, it makes a huge difference on your metabolism. I definitely see that and I definitely uh, agree. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a way to uh, to enjoy your lifestyle a lot more because eating is joy and food is joy. So you've got to definitely find a way to enjoy that rather than just make it a thing that you got to do in a stressful environment by people yeah. that you, you don't like eating with. So yeah. How can we do that if we're like, for me, like for example, meal prepping, Mm-hmm. I try to be healthy when I meal prep, and it's sometimes hard to do that okay. where to where I really can enjoy my food, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes it's just, like, some lettuce and spinach salad. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll make tabbouleh, and I really enjoy that. Oh, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> but how can, we, how can we enjoy our food more like that or be more mindful? Um, so there, I think there's two questions you're asking here. So it's just how you prepare the food to enjoy it more, maybe? That's, yeah. I think just making it taste better um, will allow you to enjoy eating it more. So it's always just getting creative, I think, with the recipes and just always looking up things on Pinterest or getting a recipe book or following someone who, like on Instagram, that inspires you, um, that puts new recipes. I mean, we, no matter what, I am a dietitian, I am a foodie, I am someone who loves food a lot. I always do go look for inspiration on Pinterest or on Instagram where I buy a new recipe book. So you always need that um, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just go for the things. I look at a picture and I'm like, that looks good. I need to make that. And it's healthy, you know, and it does Mm -hmm. not have to be like a 
something that's fried or a casserole or something that's not necessarily healthy. It could be something that's delicious, healthy, and I go try to replicate that in the kitchen, and it makes a huge difference. And spices are everything. Mm, so it's just yeah. spices, olive oil, and like cooking it the right way, you know. For example, for me, steamed veggies are like sick people food, you know. I do not, I can't do it. I cannot do mm. steamed veggies. Baked, I can, you know, or like sautéed is delicious. So it's just finding what you like and then doing that. That makes a huge difference. Oh, that's that's good advice. I'm still yeah. working on getting myself better at creating, getting creative with the spices and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you work with your patient or work with your clients mm -hmm. on, on creating recipes and you know yeah. things like that? We definitely do. This is a huge part of uh, living a healthy lifestyle because a lot of the clients that do come to us don't necessarily know where to start. How do I cook that? How do I cook a piece of chicken? What do I eat for breakfast? How do I make a chia pudding? So for that, I do have a recipe book that I started with my sister, Mirna Sabal. And it's we're, we're both not chefs. We're just regular people that want to cook healthy and want to make good food at home. And we developed this recipe book that has things that are very basic. And it also includes stews, for example, like Lebanese sort of stews and um, things that you can enjoy with the family as well. It doesn't just have to be like diet food. Um, and it's just very nutritious, wholesome food. And it's very basic. Like you would really learn how to Uh, do uh, things from from A to Z. Uh, so there is that. So I always offer that to the patients that come to us. And then with Healthy Happy Us, there's, we always have programs. So for example, you can choose a five-week program and it has a ton of recipes and meal plans and it tells you the quantities that you should eat from each recipe as well. So it's very creative Um, and we see a lot of our patients uh, getting even more creative. So they start in one place and then they end up somewhere that's amazing by the end of it because of how much they build on the things that we provide them with. So, that's yeah, really definitely cool. it's a huge part of the process. Very cool. I'm going to have you talk about that at the end of the podcast because mm -hmm. I want people to be able to get that if they're interested. I wanted to For go sure. back to something you said earlier, and it was about cortisol. And mm -hmm. it just, I wanted to mention this earlier, but coffee is, uh, that's one of those things that I'm going back and forth debates about, yeah. cor you know, coffee raising your cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. And I always hear, you know, like there's so many contradicting studies as coffee, whether it's good or bad, I'm going to keep drinking yeah. coffee because I can't function without it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that just goes back. What do you, what's your take on that with coffee? So I do read a lot about the benefits of coffee. Um, and of course, there are the side effects of coffee, which are jitteriness, anxiety, um, and uh, diarrhea or whatever. So it's just, you know, the excess amount of coffee can really cause a lot of problems. And some people, uh, cortisol, like their cortisol levels are already up or they're already anxious or they're, uh, they can't just deal with that. So these people aren't necessarily people that should be taking coffee. And some people are more sensitive than others. So I'm the type that can't drink coffee and go to sleep, whereas my husband drinks coffee as if he's drinking chocolate milk at night and he just goes to sleep. So it's just, it depends on the kind of person that you are. Um, but there are antioxidant benefits and polyphenols that do come uh, with drinking coffee. So I do think that it's okay to have a cup of coffee a day. And there are some studies as, contra as contradicting as it is. There are some studies that say, With the higher amount of coffee that you drink, mortality rates do um, go down, for mm -hmm. example. So it does help 
uh, with living a healthier sort of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But it's just maybe it's not the coffee that you drink um, with syrups and whipped cream and like the caramel on top and all that stuff. So it's just maybe the black coffee or coffee with skim milk or Mm -hmm. low fat milk, for example, that has the benefits compared to a sugary frappuccino, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. So and I'm sure, in, I'm sure in two years there's going to be a study saying that it actually results in the opposite. <laughs> it's only oh, a yeah. matter of time. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, I do know that there are some side effects that do exist with coffee. So if you do feel like you're suffering from them, you should definitely stop and take it down a notch. Because uh, I know people that drink like six to seven co- cups of coffee a day and they can't function without yeah. it. And then they end up getting heart palpitations and like their blood pressure is up and all of that. So that's when it's not good for yeah. you. But when Common you're enjoying a cup, too. yeah, when you're enjoying a cup of coffee in the morning or two or one in the afternoon, I mean, there's no harm in that, especially if it's within balance and uh, yeah. you're feeling good. So yeah. it's Six, important to listen to your body. Yeah. We are, we are the best doc. Not, not we as in me, but like, yeah, yeah. Our, us, <laughs> although I, I hope to be a good doctor, but I'm saying like yeah. as in individuals, we each know oh, yeah. our bodies better than anybody else. Yeah. So we have to listen, we have to be good at listening to our bodies and mm-hmm. we know what things we don't respond well to, you know, like for mm-hmm. me, I don't do well with dairy. I don't do well yeah. with carbs. Yeah. I do better with protein and, you know, complex carbs like yeah. Uh, and that's like why vegetables. Yeah, I mean that that's very related to the question that you were asking me in the beginning. So what do you assess for? I always assess for what the person knows about themselves because I can't tell you to go ahead and follow my perfect diet that I make up for each and every individual. You tell me that you've had this sort of experience all of your life or recently, and I have to take that into consideration when I'm making your sort of meal plan. And I do believe that each person knows their body a lot more than anyone else can or any other expert can know. Mm -hmm. So that's why this listening to your body concept is new. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily know how to do it. Mm -hmm. But once they figure out the process of listening to their body and being mindful, um, I think it makes a big difference in their health journey and finding their way to, uh, to a good, healthy body. Let's go into that for a little bit mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I think that's a big, uh, a big issue with, um, especially right now with paleo, keto, intermittent fasting, everything out there in the mm-hmm. confusion. I want to help people or give them the information available to listen to their body so let's just mm-hmm. go through like a couple of things we can do to listen to our bodies better and find what's right for us. So what what are some steps that you have people do to listen to their body? Or, you know, for me, it was doing a food diary at one point. Do you okay. have any other examples? So food diaries are great to get started to learn about yourself and to learn about what you're eating uh, because people do forget. And as much as they think that they would not forget, they do forget. So a lot of times it's like they tell me I ate this and this and this. And I'm like, are you sure this is all you ate throughout the day? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, did you have um, a cup of juice with that, for example? They're like, oh, yeah, I did. So they do forget. So that's why it's important to note things down um, and then always refer to them. So when you write this, always assess how you feel with your food diary. So um did I, did, were my energy levels up? Were they down? Did I, how many times did I use the restroom today? Or, you know, so it's always important to take these things into consideration and note them down. 
Um, one of my most important things about listening to your body is to eat when you're hungry and to stop when you're full. And before you reach for something on the counter, ask yourself if you're hungry. So sometimes it's just there's snacks around the house. So you just go and grab that cookie or grab that, even if it's a fruit, you know, even if it's just walnuts, why are you eating them? Like ask yourself, am I hungry or am I just, is it because it's there? If it's just because it's there or you're bored, uh, entertainment or stress, am I emotionally eating right now? Um, Always ask yourself, why am I doing this? And then when you get that answer, that's you learning more about yourself and about your body. Um, And then if it's not because you're hungry, then you should not be resorting to food right now. So if it's because you're anxious, then let's go resolve what you're anxious about. If it's because you're stressed, let's go also talk about that. Like, why are you stressed? How can we fix that? Um, If you're bored, then you really need a source of entertainment or a good book. Um, So it's always finding that. Um, And then when you're eating and you are hungry, to not necessarily be from the, like, finish your plate club, you know. If oh, my God, that is so me. I'm the finish <laughs> your plate club 100%. Yeah. Because I could not leave the dinner table until I had, yeah. let's growing up, I couldn't leave the dinner table until my I food mean, was done. Yeah, as great as our parents are and how mm-hmm. much we love them, they've raised us, they've raised us to be, um, to not really listen to our bodies. And that's something we have to change right now. Mm. So instead of just, you have to finish that chicken and those right, you eventually start hating food or your body starts giving you the right cues. So ask yourself, am I full right now? If you are, put it away. Yeah. And one of the ways that you can do that is just to be mindful at the time that you're eating. So it's all really inter interrelated. Um, so yeah, you can put your fork down for a minute. Just take or just a blind your blindfold yourself while you're eating, so you don't know what's in there. You just oh yeah, eating. or where it will go in that case. <laughs> <laughs> that way, Why you'll spill a little bit on your shirt. You'll you'll yeah. have less and to it'll eat. Be done. Yeah. <laughs> so it's doing those few things. So writing it down, assessing how you feel afterwards, uh, asking yourself why you're reaching for that food. Um, and then listening to your body when you're full and when you're hungry makes a huge, huge difference. And thinking at the end of the day, how am I feeling right now before going to bed? Or what did I snack too much today? How many times did I reach for snacks? Because Mm -hmm. the more you're reaching for snacks, this is just something to keep in mind. The more your diet is not very balanced, the more you need to fix your meals throughout the day. Um, so it's probably your sugar levels are spiking up and down. So you need to find something to keep that balance uh, in order not to keep on nibbling uh, all day long because those calories do end up piling up at the end of the day. Beautiful. But uh, what are the most common questions people ask you or like what's the most valuable advice you feel like you've been able to give your clients over the last four or five years? I do believe we all grow every year. Um, I feel like the tips and the advice that I do give my clients are changing um, and it's all depending on how people are are moving on with the trends and like feeling about themselves. But recently, I feel like the best sort of advice I can give someone is to really take it easy and to try to find that balance um, and everything takes time. So you don't get that answer in a week or in two weeks. Just give yourself a break. Um, I did hear this one time, which is gentle is the new perfect. So, like, you don't have to do everything perfectly from the beginning. Um, And it's a process, especially in nutrition, especially in exercise, especially with getting results, because everybody wants that 
really quick result. How do I lose my five kilos or 10 pounds or whatever it is? I have a wedding in the next two weeks. I have this, I have that. So it's just really take it easy. You're going to get there. It's a journey. It's a lifestyle. I'm not, we're not here to give you that a perfect diet for the two weeks that you're going to, you know, change your entire body. Where you are right now is a result of many years that have accumulated. So I can't Love fix it. that in two weeks and you yeah. can't fix that in two weeks either. So just, I, I hope that people understand that it's a journey and you will get there. And I promise you will feel good and it will all come together. You just have to trust the process you have to get the support that you need. If you need a trainer, um, if you have a certain goal, go and ask for that specific support. Even for myself, I'm a personal trainer. Sometimes with all the things I have going on, I really cannot think of making my own workout program. And I need that support. So mm -hmm. I consult a friend. I consult a trainer that I know. Um, can you help me out with this? So always ask for that sort of support and never be afraid of uh, asking for help. Um, even from a dietitian or a trainer or a doctor or a friend or a husband, whatever it is, um, ask for the support that you need. I think those were like three like different tips, but it. it's, it's all, it all comes, it all comes together, yep. uh, in terms of making the person feel good. I don't think nutrition or exercise are about like body goals or just looking a certain way. I think these are definitely important, but I think it's how you feel. Um, and being satisfied with yourself is uh, a huge part of it. Love that. All right, lightning round, real quick. You have, yeah. you know, in a couple <laughs> words, you got to answer these questions. What uh -oh. is your, what is your favorite healthy food? Favorite healthy food? I for now, it's a yogurt bowl. <laughs> okay, yogurt. Bowl. Later, it could be something else. <laughs> <laughs> favorite dessert? Uh, uh, something chocolatey, fudge something. <laughs> okay, favorite guilty food pleasure. Uh, yeah, that would also be a chocolate fudge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm saving Same that much. clearly. <laughs> All right. Cool. I, so you do have, you do, uh, for someone who's a dietitian, you do have, uh, you know, your cheat days. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's in, like, it's not cheating. I wouldn't say it's cheating. It's treating It's embracing. Myself. It's, you know, yeah, yeah, treating yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I do treat myself. I mean, I eat, I believe I eat in a fantastic way throughout the week. I exercise maybe five to six times a week. Um, I love it. Uh, it's not a chore. But at the end of the week, if I'm out and I'm about to enjoy something, I just enjoy it and I give it to myself and I just move on the next day. So, Amazing. Yeah. Great, great advice, but uh, I love this episode. Um, Me too. <laughs> so I want I want people to connect with you. And also, so, you're do so the recipe book, I had a chance to look through it a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. You kind of combine a little bit of like Lebanese, Mediterranean, foods mm -hmm. with also a modern uh yeah. holistic and nutritional uh perspective yeah. to it which is mm -hmm. interesting very cool and mm -hmm. a lot of people who are not necessarily too familiar with the lebanese diet or the mediterranean diet or what kind of foods go into mm -hmm. this culture i think this is a great recipe book to check out but uh, where can people find that so it's um, superrecipesebook.com. That's where you can find that. So you can also find it on my Instagram profile link. Uh, I have it there. And so my Instagram profile link is uh, at Baria El Sabah, B-A-R-A-A-E-L-S-A-B-B-A-G-H. I'm not sure if you can keep it in the notes. Yeah. She'll, be, she'll be on the Beyond Med Instagram and... We'll be linking to her Perfect. stuff as well. 
perfect. So you can find it there. Um, and then all the other programs uh, that we do develop for nutrition uh, and fitness, if you want to start with a healthy lifestyle, uh, you can find them on healthyhappyus.org. Um, so there's that website. And then you can also find the Instagram account for Healthy Happy Us, which we post daily um, nutrition and exercise tips. Um, that's uh, healthy underscore happy underscore us. You can find that on Instagram. Um, and then if there's anything else that you have questions on, you can always send me a message uh, on my personal profile. I would love to connect with you and I would love to answer any questions. Awesome. And I always ask people one last final question. And that mm-hmm. is, what does it mean to you to go beyond medicine? And, you know, this is kind of a question that everyone has their own uh, idea about. And I'm always interested about what people think about when they hear Beyond Medicine. I think going beyond medicine is really listening to the individual and really uh, taking into consideration the human side of things rather than just taking a disease, for example, for what it is or a case for what it is. It's queuing into that person and what that person wants out of life and what that person wants out of their health. And I believe that's where you go beyond medicine. Amazing response. I love that. Thank you so much, Bada. I hope to talk to you again soon. For sure. I love being on here um, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward for more. Hey podcast, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope we brought you some practical, good advice that you can apply to your life. Guys, if you could please do us the favor of sharing this, telling people about it, leaving us a comment, subscribing, all that will help us grow and will help us spread our message. Also, if you'd like to support our podcast, you can go to our website and click support and it will help us grow this podcast and continue doing what we were doing and bringing you more high quality guests like the one you just heard. Thank you guys. Peace.